It's about people's stories and the conversations that you have to have with yourself or others to overcome whatever it is in front of you. I just felt like we were always hearing all of this shiny stories from everybody about how good they were and how much money they made and how fabulous their watch was. And I wanted to find out the stories behind the stories. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Hey, hey, everyone. It's Sam here. And joining me today is my podcast co-host for the last year, Leanne Pilkington. Together, we're going to take a bit of a whistle-stop tour of some of our favorite podcast moments of 2022. And as well, this is a bit of a Christmas theme show, so there will be a little bit of a surprise at the end. So Leanne, welcome to the studio. This is the first time you and I've been together in so long. I know, it's been ages, way too long, way too long. And I should have thought to be wearing my Christmas hat or earrings or something. So I'm sorry about that. That's not like me. Well, it's funny, knowing that you were going to be in the studio, I have brought some glitter. There you go. If I was at home. (laughs) Some tinsel, so... I'm just going to get into character here a bit. There we go. Awesome. If I was at home, I could run and find something quickly, but I'm not in a hotel. Don't judge. <laughs> so what are you doing in Canberra at the moment? The Real Estate Institute of Australia. We've got a board meeting tomorrow and an AGM. So, yeah, because I'm Deputy President of the REIA. It must be interesting times there at the REIA at the moment. You know, as we record this, I think half an hour ago, interest rates went up again. For the first yep. time in December, in, I can't even remember when, because they usually leave them on hold in December and let everyone go and buy a few presents. What do you think the conversation's going to be tomorrow around that? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. But the frustrating thing for me, and I'm sure a lot of other people, is usually inflation is due to increased demand, whereas this time the inflation is all around supply chain issues and expenses, you know, due to wars and all of that sort of stuff. So, I don't know. I just don't know that we are going to get inflation between that 2 and 3% that the Reserve Bank is still saying that they want to hit. So it's going to be an interesting year next year. Yeah, well, I just, I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I did hit the Cyber Monday sales and the Black Friday sales again this oh, year. And the Retail Association of Australia are being pretty bullish right now. I saw a couple of stories this morning saying people are still spending. So it actually doesn't surprise me that we're still seeing interest rate rises. What about from a Lang and Simmons point of view, you know, I've just sort of had a chat with Matt LaHood about how that's impacting at the agency. What are you seeing over at Lang and Simmons on the ground at the moment? I've actually been surprised that the market's been a little bit more resilient than I was expecting it to be. That's not to say prices haven't come back. They have. And that's certainly not to say the transaction numbers are not down because they are. They're down across the country. But our agents are still, by and large, going okay. We're tracking better than budget, so that's all I can ask for. And next year, we've got some really exciting things that we're putting in place from a Lang & Simmons corporate perspective for next year. We're looking at adding some more people and doing some 
centralization agent support stuff. So yeah, we've got a lot on. And I'm naturally an optimistic person, but I just don't think the year's going to be as bad as they're trying to tell us it's going to be. Yeah. So let's talk about the podcast because you've had some pretty cool guests on this year. I have. Yeah. What have been some of your favorite moments? I've had lots of favorite moments and some of them have been my more recent ones as well. So I really enjoyed speaking to Clarence White. In fact, I think that his podcast is just my most recent, like I think that one's being dropped on the 21st of December. And Clarence won the Australasian Auctioneers Championship this year and his speech was so moving to me and I don't get moved easily that I called him afterwards and said, would you come onto the podcast? Because he was so humble and he demonstrated such resilience and determination to keep on getting there. You'll really enjoy that one. What about you? You've done some cool ones as well. Ryan Serhant, excuse me, how was that? Oh, that feels like forever ago now. That was last January, I think. Yeah, he was a bit of an interesting cat, that one. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, he's so polished and so established and he's an early adopter of a bunch of stuff. And actually, he's got some great courses that one of them I, I bought into, you know, and actually did the course, which was pretty good. Yeah. It was a bit of a surreal experience talking to Ryan Sohan, I think, because I'm so used to watching him on TV that it almost yeah. is like, is he really talking to me right now? I can imagine. I can imagine. I was the same because I did one with Matt Altman. And so, you know, I'm a big fan of both the LA and the New York franchises of Million Dollar Listing. So it was a really cool experience. He was in his car, not realizing <laughs> he was <laughs> But yeah, he was a really lovely guy. And I also spoke to Josh Flagg, which didn't quite go as well, I have to say. Yeah, actually, I'm going to say it. And everyone can fight fight me on it if they want. It's the end of the year, so everyone should be feeling jolly anyway by now. But, you know, like I do think in Australia, the level of professionalism in the industry is different because we've got so many professional agents, career agents, not part-time agents. You know, in America, it's sort of made a little bit different by the buy-sell thing, you know, so you're either a buyer's agent or a seller's agent. You know, I find interviewing Australian agents, you actually get more practical tips. Yeah, oh, for sure. You know, for the audience. And so I think that's probably a feather in the cap of any of you Aussie agents listening. And maybe, I mean, you know, we keep threatening to do the Ashes one day with the UK. <laughs> or actually, we did do a form of the Ashes in Zoomathon like earlier this year with Simon Whale and his crew. So, you know, trying to work out who was the best at real estate, whether it was Australia or the UK, I still think it's Australia. We've certainly got some incredible agents in Australia. There's no doubt about it. And I was surprised when I went to the US just before COVID. I went to one of the Inman events and I was surprised at we're a long way ahead in a lot of ways. I think so too. I think there's a lot of technology and stuff like that in America. But, you know, as far as the basics, the discipline, the consistency, you know, all that sort of thing, you know, maybe I'm a little biased, but. That's all right. We're allowed to be biased. (laughs) I do love our agents here. Hey, what did you think of Lux Listings this year? I know we're supposed to be talking about podcasts, but you know what we're like. We just go off track. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> Let's just throw those notes away. Well, I really enjoyed the second season. That's because I was in it, right? You're in the second season. I did think the second season was excellent. And, you know, the whole crescendo between, 
you know, watching the story unfold with Gavin and the Whites and how that unfolded I thought was really interesting. I thought the yep. properties were incredible. I guess, you know, we can all sort of aspire to Fred Shabesta's wardrobe and, uh, you know, like. He made me look conservative and I've never seen that happen before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if a man can rock Camilla like that, more power to him. More power to him, I say. But, yeah, I don't know. I was a bit disappointed in the third season, actually. It sort of fell a bit flat for me and maybe it was because it was filmed so close to the second season and, I don't know, I sort of felt like the Delta story and I'm a fan of Queen Delta. She's the unofficial yeah. Queen of Australian Christmas, Delta Goodrum. I don't know. I sort of thought the second season was the high point. Yeah, I don't disagree. The third season didn't seem to have, I mean, I know reality TV is not authentic, but I just felt that the third season lacked that authenticity that maybe came across in the second season. And I think also because we all know the market's changed so much, it was clear that it was old. It was filmed a while back. So I don't know where they're going to do a fourth season. We'll certainly all find out soon, I guess. Well, there's competitors now, isn't there? You know, you're competing with, what is it, buying Beverly Hills, selling Sunset. Do you know anything about the Melbourne show? There's rumours of... No. I'm going to Melbourne the day after tomorrow, so I will definitely be asking that question when I'm there. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think who could it be, and I keep thinking it's got to be maybe the Marshall Whites of the world, maybe the Marcus Kiminellos of the world some sort of crossover between the Real Housewives of Australia. Yeah, can you even imagine? That would be kind of cool. But I still think, you know, my favourite real estate show is that one in Paris. There's a show about real estate agents. It's in French and it's subtitled, so you've really got to pay attention, but it's a cool show. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it. One for holidays. Yes, I'll give it a holidays. Ha, huh, please. I wish. <laughs> and so what else, other than Ryan, what were your standout podcasts for this year? Well, you know, I'm a Survivor fan. Speaking of reality shows, so I really loved meeting Cara Atchison. And funnily enough, can you believe she was our top listen to podcast? Was she? You know what? I was at an event about this time last year and Cara was at the event and I was going out for dinner with some real estate girlfriends afterwards. And I said, hey, love, come with me. And so we went into this bar and she was literally mobbed. I'm like, what is going on? And I said to her afterwards, like, what is that all about? She said, Survivor fans, you've got no idea how many Survivor fans there are out there. I was absolutely shocked. And she's a gorgeous girl. Yeah, she's real sweetie. And if anyone wants to go back to that episode, it was all about the real power of empathy because, you know, like people say, oh, I feel empathy. Yeah, yeah. Cara's actually an empath, which means she doesn't just sort of stand in someone's shoes. She takes on their emotions as well. Fun fact, before we started recording this, I'd been having a bit of a difficult time with my daughter and she picked up that. She said, what's going on for you kind of thing. And it was really interesting. And yeah, she was such a sweetie. Yeah, she spoke at WIRE actually at the Women in Real Estate event that the REI run and I did a Q&A with her. So yeah, it's a little bit hard to get your head around, but it's real. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of empathy, we've had a couple of common guests come and go, but Scott Bateman. So We had him on the show. Tell me about that experience. Well, so I saw Scott speak at your elite retreat at Sanctuary Cove, which was awesome. Can't wait for Bali next year. Bad luck if you don't have an invitation to that event. Sorry. (laughs) And so I reached out and I'm going to get him to speak at an event for me at Langan Simmons. But I also said, let's do a podcast because he was homeless and then he was a chef and then he ended up doing an MBA at Harvard. It's like, what kind of crazy story is this? He was a DJ too somewhere in the middle of all of that too. 
Yeah, he was. So, yeah, that's another really interesting episode. I've had some really interesting people that have, because obviously Courageous Conversations is not necessarily about real estate and not necessarily about tips for real estate. It's about people's stories and the conversations that you have to have with yourself or others to overcome whatever it is in front of you. I just felt like we were always hearing all of this shiny stories from everybody about how good they were and how much money they made and how fabulous their watch was. And I wanted to find out the stories behind the stories. So that was why I sort of started. I'm just naturally curious. Yeah. And so it's been really interesting to talk to some of these people. Owen Wilson, the CEO of realestate.com, he really struggled through lockdown. He really didn't enjoy that time at all. He's a real people person. And so someone like that, to be open enough about the challenges, Will Ainsworth, another one who struggled with depression and was really open about sharing those stories. It's such a privilege, isn't it, to have people share those things with you? Yeah. And you've had some very real conversations on Courageous Conversations. Cass rings me and says, I think we need to put a mental health warning on this one. You know that there's some very real transparent stories out there. It is a privilege to have people share them with us. For sure. If anybody's looking for a great team building experience for a conference, we had rock and roll team building on and they were the best. I'm an NXS fan and one of the guys behind rock and roll team building, Kieran, was a lead singer with NXS after Michael passed. And so he is just an incredible talent. And I spoke to Nicole, the general manager. You can imagine being A, a team building conference provider, B, a band during COVID, the stories, what everything that they went through during that time and how they've sort of bounced back and what they're doing now. That's another great podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I think we might have to look at, you know, seeing what they're up to for Elite Retreat next year because, yeah, I think there was some talk of real estate's got talent because speaking of Elite Retreat, I didn't realise how many people are talented. So the guy from Connect Now, he's actually on Spotify. He's actually a singer-guitar player. Ali Villani, who came with Gail Richards, she had a residency in Vegas. Yeah, some of the talent in this industry too is crazy. Although James Keenan probably is not going to want to be part of that next year based on this year. <laughs> I don't think he's talking to me still after um, <laughs> after that stint on stage with Maz Farrelly. I think he was calling oh, HR. I think so. That was so funny. I laughed and laughed and laughed. Yeah. Anyway. What were some of the other highlights outside of the podcast for you for 2022? I've had an awesome year and every year at Lang and Simmons, at the end of the year, we do an annual report and I had to laugh. The first time I did one, previous owners, Rob Farrell, who you probably know used to be in commercial real estate back in the day, and I gave the annual report to Rob and he said, wow, I bet you didn't realise how much work you did this year, Leanne. And I'm like, yes, Rob, I knew, but I knew you didn't. That's why I did this report. And so we've just signed off on it this morning and looking at it just makes you realise the amount of work that we've done throughout the year. We've Our training program now, we got an NPS score of 96 for our sales training. And people look at me when I say that and go, you must have cheated. Like that can't be real. It's like, I can prove it. I've got the information. So just the fact that we've changed, we try and be really transparent with our franchisees and open to any of their feedback and criticisms and then make changes to suit. And it's been an incredible year. 
we've started new divisions, started a new property management division, a new people and culture division. So it's nice being in charge of my own destiny and being able to make the appointments and make the changes. And, you know, I'm spending my money and I'm spending a lot of it, let me tell you, but it's been a great year. Yeah. And you were named most influential woman in the property market again for the areas this year, and that's back-to-back, which is unheard of. Yeah. They rang me and said, are you entering again this year? And I said, no, I think everybody's sick to death of me being influential. And I'm just going to hide in the corner and not do it anymore. Well, I was actually going to ask, how do you plan on using your influence for good in the coming 12 months? Use my influence for good and not evil. Oh, well, actually, here's a question for you, seeing as I've got the ears on and all the rest of it. Leanne, have you been naughty or nice? Yeah. Dear Sandra, I can explain. I'm seeing Sandra's list here. Sandra's definitely got yeah. has some issues, but we'll come to those later. But, yeah, what are your plans for next year? So, as you probably know, obviously I'm on the board of REI, the Real Estate Institute of Australia, and I'm also on the board of REI Super. So... I'm passionate about the fact that women who are the ones that struggle with super at the end, you know, homelessness is more likely to affect women over 55 than any other cohort. So I'm really passionate about getting that message out. I'm hopeless with my own super, I've got to be honest, but I've got people around me that make sure I'm doing the right thing. And so if you're not good at it, that's okay. Just make sure you've got good people around you, making sure that you're taking care of that stuff. I would really love to be able to shine some positive light on the rental crisis and some solutions in that space. The reality is the fastest solution would be to offer free stamp duty, no stamp duty, for example, to first-time investors. Even if you only do it for a period of time, I do understand all of the implications and what it might do to prices and stuff, but I think that there are people smart enough around to work that out. But honestly, can you imagine? We would be able to actually make a difference, but Governments just don't want to have those conversations. I was just having this conversation with someone else. Like we are in the grip of the worst housing crisis I can remember. You've got a big special going out about it in the upcoming issue of the magazine with legislation and things like that that have been passed in the last 12 months. The asset class of being an investor or the asset class of property, it's the one where you've got the least control, I guess as an investor, and, and I sort of think if the government, yeah, it's taken us a long time to get here, but if they don't do something, just something, to step in the right direction, it's only going to get worse. It's absolutely tragic. And one of my other favourite podcasts, which if it's not out in December, it'll be out early January, I guess, with Amanda Tate from LJ Hooker up in Taree, some of the solutions that they're providing up there, then they're doing those things personally, not with government support. So that's a really interesting one to listen to as well. The other thing that I'm getting a little bit more involved with is, do you know about Head Start Home Loans? No. Basically, they are helping lower income people to buy property by helping them with the deposit. And so it's a really, really interesting space and I'm going to do what I can to use my influence (laughs) to get the profile out there for them and introduce them to people who can help them make things happen. The guy who started it, I'm going to do a podcast with him hopefully before Christmas and he grew up in community housing with a mother who could afford to pay a mortgage but couldn't get the deposit together. And so that fueled this for him and he ended up working with Westpac, a really big supporter. 
have his timeline. So yeah, it's a really interesting story. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, amazing. Well, I did enjoy Amanda Tate because, you know, I had Mark was, um, I can't even remember where Mark was, stuck in traffic or something or other. And he, and, you know, like, yeah, you're my producer. That was the fun day I got the phone call saying, can you just step in and produce Leanne and Amanda? Because, you know, and there I was, no makeup, just gotten off the bike, just proving us girls can do anything. And speaking of that, actually, I wish we'd brought some champagne along for this podcast because it sort of feels like one of those sort of wrap-ups where, you know, we should have. But what about Real Women in Real Estate? What's the plan next year? Can you call it that? Yeah, Real Women in Real Estate. We did a charity event in October in Sydney. I did it to suit me because it was my birthday month. It was the Festival of Me. But we also supported a charity that's really close to my heart, which is Sister to Sister. The interesting thing, people are saying that they're struggling in some of the other states, they're sort of struggling to get people to commit to coming to events. I don't know. People just don't want to go out as frequently as they used to. Not me, of course. I'm always out. But next year, we'll definitely be doing the ARIC event again. And we've got some other events planned on the Gold Coast in Sydney. But I need to talk to my friends in Melbourne and in Adelaide to see what their plans are. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you up on the Gold Coast again. We're ready. And apparently, you know, hopefully, over Christmas and New Year and everything, less rain than we've had. Oh, yeah, I'm keen for a summer. Yeah, we'll have to do a podcast together in person and get that champagne going. Yeah, I think it's been a huge year and we've both had some huge guests, but I think it'd be good to catch up more regularly actually and talk about some of the things that are going on and maybe a few of the behind-the-scenes things. I mean, I feel like we've dropped a few pearls already today. But anyway, seeing as this is the last episode for 2023, obviously I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and thank you for all of your support this year and for um, hosting Courageous Conversations on Elite Agent and all of that sort of thing. But I thought, see, I've been testing our staff on their Christmas knowledge and even a few of the podcasts and I thought as a bit of a fun lead up to the end of the year, we might test Leanne Pilkington on her Christmas knowledge. So it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> doesn't need to be. Okay, good. All right then. You know what? It's going to be no worse than I remember a couple of years ago when we did Have You Been Keeping Informed? I feel like you kind of wiped the floor with the boys until right at the end when Stu Benson was sort of like the Melbourne Cup bolter that. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was feeling bad because I was doing so well because I'm a little bit competitive. I know that's hard to believe. Then I thought, oh, no, I best not. I'll sit back and let, and then, of course, Stu just took over and he beat me and never let me forget it. <laughs> yeah, he took the trophy. But anyway, okay, are you ready? I promise you these, these questions aren't very hard. Oh, yeah. Not much okay. anyway. I mean, Matt LaHood didn't get any right. Here we go. According to tradition, when should you have your Christmas decorations down by? 1st of January. Oh, you know, it's the fifth. Bit more leeway there. So, oh, really? Yeah. God, my house, if they go up, they come down on Boxing Day. They'll go up on Christmas Eve and come down on Boxing Day. I'm not very good. Yeah, and they'll be lucky to be a tree this year at my place. But traditionally, when should you start making your Christmas pudding? I know you're such a cook. I'm actually quite a good cook, thank you very much, but Christmas pudding is never on the menu. <laughs> you should not start making your Christmas pudding six months ahead. Oh, actually, my information here says... On a Sunday, five weeks before Christmas. <laughs> okay. It's a very specific answer. Yeah, I know, I know. It sounds a bit Martha Stewart to me, but anyway, it sounds very authoritative. Let's go to pop culture. Who was killed off in the 2002 Downton Abbey Christmas special cliffhanger? I've never watched Downton Abbey. All right. 
And it's a Christmas question, so I hope it wasn't Santa Claus. No, it was Matthew. It was very sad. It was almost as sad as when Nina lost Patrick. If you're not a Downton Abbey fan. <laughs> I am not. All right. So Die Hard is a Christmas movie, true or false? True. What Christmas song is played at the end of Die Hard? Ah, I know this and that's going to annoy the hell out of me. I love John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> yippee ki Yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay. No. Yippee-ki-yay. No. I can't. It's let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Okay. How many ghosts show up in A Christmas Carol? Twelve? Four. <laughs> One. I'm doing really well. In Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on holiday when they leave Kevin behind? Oh, you've got to be kidding. Yep. That's all I can remember from Home Alone. <laughs> I remember the shower scene, but I was never a fan of Macaulay Culkin or any of those <laughs> things. Yeah, it was Paris. What is the best-selling Christmas single of all time? I don't know. Mariah Carey? Everyone says Mariah Carey. It's actually Bing Crosby, apparently. You know what? I was about to say Bing Crosby, and then I thought, nah, Mariah must have knocked him off by now. Oh, she might have. I mean, she's the Queen of Christmas, isn't she? If Delta's the well, Queen of Australian Christmas, she's like. Self-proclaimed Queen of Christmas. Queen of Christmas. that work. All right. In Home Alone 2, who does Kevin run into in the hotel lobby? I don't know. I'll give you a clue. Orange face, big hair. Donald Trump. Yes. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, thank you. Ding, ding. This one's a shoe in for you. Miracle All on right. 34th Street centers on what real-life department store? I see that's not a movie that I've ever seen. Saks Fifth Avenue? Oh, I like that answer. Saks Fifth Avenue. Oh, my Lord, I'm a worry. I like your answer a lot, but it's actually Macy's. Macy's, yeah, I've done a lot of shopping in Macy's over the years. Yeah. What do you get when you cross a turkey with a duck with a chicken? Oh, a turducken. Would you eat it? Yes. Yes. I've never tried one, but apparently. No, I've never tried one, but I would. I would try one, but I've never had. It's a thing. Okay, if Elvis is not having a white Christmas, what colour Christmas is Elvis having? Blue? Yes. Ding, ding. Okay, what type of outfit should you wear at Christmas? Something fabulous. I'll pay that. But, you know, I was <laughs> going to go straight to the Leanne Pilkington wardrobe and say something with sequins. Yeah, totally. I've got some sequins here in the room with me, actually. You already look sparkly, so. A little bit, yeah. Yep. Okay, and final question. This one's a hard one. How many gifts were actually given away in the 12 days of Christmas? Can't use a calculator. Clock's ticking. Oh. There's 12 of this and five of that, um, so I'm going to say 72. 364, would you believe? Wow. I know. I know. How about that? How about that? So there we go. Hopefully we've also given some trivia to everyone about Christmas. Yeah. Everyone will know not to invite me to be on their trivia team. (laughs) Well, I didn't know many of the answers to these questions before this morning either. Good. And Amy Quinn. I just want to say to you that payback's a bitch. So (laughs) next time you'll be answering the question. Well, Amy's already done that to me and I was a massive fail. So (laughs) (laughs) let's just see who edits that video. But anyway, Leanne, thank you so much for everything. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a little bit of downtime and can't wait to see 
who's on your guest list next year. Yeah, me too. It's going to be another cracker of a year. I absolutely know it. Thank you so much for all of your support with Courageous Conversations. Wouldn't happen without you and your team. So thank you and Merry Christmas. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Any final thoughts for everyone? Final Christmas wish for the industry? I would really like everyone just to remember that the clients are the centre of everything that we do and to just take that into 2023 and to also make sure you do have some downtime because we all run so fast. Yeah, great advice, Leanne Pilkington. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joinaliteagent.com.